Welcome to a holy mess with his holy mess, Father Paul, Catholic podcast. Welcome back, holy messes. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, a lot of great responses on your exorcist uh, <laughs> part, part one and two. Very interesting stuff. And uh, we dive I enjoy in. Thank you. We dive in heavy here at a, at a Holy Mess podcast. We dive in heavy. Yes. So we didn't really get a chance to talk last week because we did two uh, weeks in a row of The Exorcist. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. So far, the responses have been really well. Um, but I want to ask, how was your Halloween, man? You have, I believe, your son just turned one years old. At the recording of this podcast, his his first birthday is tomorrow. So yes, as this drops, he's officially one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And so he had his first Halloween. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he missed out on 2021. He came three days later, um, <laughs> so he missed out on that. But uh, yeah, he had his first one. He had, he enjoyed it. That's thoroughly. awesome. What what did uh, what did uh, your family dress up as? Uh, well, I I went with what my daughter. She dictated the whole thing. Uh, she said, <laughs> "I want to be a witch." So mom was also a witch, which again, that's which you know, very, yes. And it's very, uh, you know, reminiscent of how she acts on the day to day. Lord have no, mercy. Uh, no, so yeah, so she was great. They both looked fantastic. They were both witches. I went as a vampire, uh, didn't do much. I just put the old cape on and put the fangs in and did that whole thing. And my son was a bat. He was a little bad. So, really? Yeah. Dude, I mean, talk about exorcism. I might have to come <laughs> over, bro. No, but they were the good witches, right? They From were like the, the good wizard, witches. The, yes. the Wizard of they're, Oz, they're the good the ones. Yeah. Very, very pretty, beautiful witches. Yes. All right. And then Stella, she had a change of uh change of clothes for the actual Halloween trick-or-treating portion of it, and she was uh, Elsa from uh, Frozen. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so okay. She, but she played both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um I uh I just simply wore a uh, a little Batman a little mask uh over the top of my face and uh, cuz I was lazy and I wore my collar and the blacks cuz I'm already in black, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I was just telling everybody that I was the fat bat. The fat bat. Okay. Yeah, I, I was I, the yeah. That's, that's creative. I like it. But I'm telling you right now. Today is November 1st. We're mm -hmm. recording this. It's November 1st. I am doing 25 for the 25th. By the 25th of December. You're not losing 25 pounds. I am losing 25 pounds. You're out of your mind. Listen That's not to healthy. Me. I'm telling you, I check with my doctor ahead of time. I have 55 days. 25 for the 25th. Who? Wait, 25 for the 25th. Oh, you're talking about December. Yeah. Oh, December. Months. Okay. I thought you said yeah, one yeah, month. Yeah, 55 days. But even yeah. that's a lot. That's I the, know. I got to do it. I've got, I lost 40 pounds last year. Mm -hmm. 40 pounds. What was I your know. method? What, what did you do besides, you know, testosterone, HDH, and all the illegal uh, supplements? I'm kidding. Yeah. No, none of that at all. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. Okay. Uh, for all my personal listening. Um, no, I, I, well, at that, you know, I get a little obsessive. I was at the gym probably about two hours a day. Oh, okay. And I got really into like uh, weightlifting powerlifting i was doing a little bit of crossfit but not much mm. and uh and watching what i ate and but but i put it all back on man. and you're you're trying to do this f during the holidays yeah i have it's to the hardest time to, I, to I, try I, to I gained away. it all back i gained it all back i yeah, gotta I mean, like, do what, it. what happens at thanksgiving like what happens okay so one day one meal you know what i mean yeah, but i but it's i don't know there's know. a lot of leftovers <laughs> i i know it's uh, that's this is the Good time luck, that man. i need hey, listen you're, you're more I was powerful the best than i am yeah well i don't know i mean i used to do crossfit right yeah, now i'm cute. so big i don't know if the cross fits around my neck <laughs> it will not fit at all you are you are the anti-cross you are uh anti-crossfit <laughs> oh my gosh hey you do you know the exercise that jesus had to do to be able to endure the crucifixion I mean, is this a joke? Because I mean, CrossFit. Oh God! 
I mean, hey, listen, if you're saying it, I, I think it's okay. You know yeah, what I mean? If yeah, you're allowed yeah. to say it, then I'll just agree with it. Well, That's I right. mean, well, I told you about my work at the cemetery, right? Uh, well, I've seen you in action. Yeah. It's deadly. Oh, God. You <laughs> gosh, are just, yeah, listen, gosh. Not God. I tell you what. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I tell you what. Uh, I thought I was the king of the dad jokes, but you are crushing it right now. You're two for two. Listen, batting in the three hole. At the cemetery, I really have to uh, watch out for my pride because never before have I been in a position where everyone else is so below me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it. For the first. Wow. Yeah, that like was that. a good See, one, man. Yeah. Hey, for the first time in my whole priesthood, no complaints. <laughs> None. They love my preaching. Okay. I just thought that because they couldn't talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that is the that reason. Is the Come kick. on. You ruined Man, the joke. I nailed it. Look at that. So, Where, when's your next stand up gig? I got to go. <laughs> I just did 20 minutes. Hey, get me one. Come on. I'll do something why for Shop Sports. Open, uh, why don't you open for one Jimmy Palumbo? How about that? Hey, you know what? The, I got to be honest. He did give me five minutes about a month ago. Okay. And I, I'm going to be honest on the air right now. I, I, he gave me five minutes, and I, I kind of Is did, that all Jimmy I, did? I choked. Yeah. He only gave you five. After everything you've done for me, his know, softball career. I know. You, you, I know. Wow. That's, I that's didn't selfish, do Jimmy. that well, I'll be honest. But then I redeemed myself because I did an hour and ten minutes two weeks later, and it went really, really Good. well. So, And you know what? <clears throat> this is perfect leading into this episode. Because Catholicism, Christianity, is not just about a bunch of dry, rigid, boring rules. Like it's it's about real life, and it's about love, and it's about joy, and and it's about having fun. This is why I created this podcast. This is why I do stand up comedy as a Catholic priest. Because you know, it, too many people out there, Dave, they think it's just a bunch of rules. Yeah, I mean that. I guess it all depends on how how hard your faith is or how hard you you you, you know everybody asks me you know some people ask me what you know religion I'm Catholic right but I'm like I always say I'm not like a practicing Catholic you know I'm not the guy that got to go to church every Sunday which I definitely should you know every time I ever did it was always a good time I always felt better after the day was done but um yeah it's it's hard it's the fall football Sundays I got to get ready got to set my fantasy lineups I can't be on the phone while he's doing the, you know while he's doing the the the, the communion <laughs> you listen, know what I mean like I can't do that listen to me right now all of you all of you listeners please pray for dave dave search <laughs> hey this guy i mean for him to say this stuff out loud i think that's why people like our dynamic okay i, I really do because that's awesome man uh i mean not not all <laughs> i mean your honesty is yeah. what i'm saying is i'm it? as authentic as they come hey hey man you know what there's a lot of people out there and uh we're, we're not going to get into that whole thing right now uh and i'm but totally all of you i'm a holy mess as you know okay so uh, and and this is what it's all about it's not about judging each other. It's not about pushing each other out. God meets us where we are. He meets us where we, he loves us too much to keep us where we are, but he meets us where we are. And then he invites us to come a little bit closer to him one step at a time. You know what I'm saying? So I have places to get to where I need to be. Dave's got places to get to where he needs to be. Uh, but we're all in this together. And I hope that you enjoy this episode uh, with Debbie Duhame from iHeartMedia. We're going to talk about her career in broadcasting and the, uh, the her service to the church and the joy that she has on the air, especially when she works with Joe Piscopo every day. So without any further ado, here's episode five with Debbie Duhame. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, uh, I am so excited to have Debbie Duhame with me. Debbie Duhame with Total Traffic on iHeartMedia. Thank you for joining the A Holy Mess with His Holy Mess podcast. Welcome. 
Oh, Father Paul, I am so honored to be with you. You're one of my favorite people, and I only met you this year. You are just such a wonderful person. I feel so blessed to know you. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. I thank you. So did you hear that, all my family and friends? I am awesome <laughs> and amazing. Yes, you are. Wow. Yes, you are. Yes, thank you. Are. You are. You're one of my favorite people. Wow. Well, you know what? You are one of the most nicest and encouraging and supportive persons that I have met. We only met like right before the summer. I believe it was at a Catholic Charities event, was it not? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, I was the MC for um, the Catholic Charities for the Archdiocese of Newark for their big gala. Yes, uh, earlier this year. It was so fun. And we, we got to chit chat and we just like connected right away. I was like, oh, Father Paul is so awesome. I thought you were so cool. I even mentioned you on the air the next day to Joe Piscopo. No, I got a phone call. I got a phone call from my mom saying, um, did you meet like Joe Piscopo and Debbie Duhame last night? And like, yeah, why? She's like, well, because Debbie just mentioned your name on the air. <laughs> and, I, and I was, you know, and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, she said something about you being so funny. She was talking to Joe and I was like, get out of here. So, I mean, I was, I was honored. I was so honored. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, you've got that personality. It's very contagious people. I'm sure everybody loves to be around you. So this is a pleasure to be with you today. Well, thank you. I mean, not everybody, trust me, but thank you very much. I mean, <laughs> I named this podcast a holy mess with his holy mess for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think we can all relate. We all feel like that sometimes, Father Paul, believe me. Well, thank you. And I I will not uh, ask you to uh, air out any uh, dirty laundry in your life. No confessions. Here. You're, no confessions. You're, I don't no, have to no say bless me, confession. Father. You're a professional. You're, you've been in, you've been, what, you've been in broadcast media for how long now? Uh, 26 years as a traffic reporter. And uh, before that, I had done, you know, some local, uh, local, um, radio in New Jersey before that at some uh, local stations covering high school sports uh, on a local station called WGHT radio. And I did some news there. And even back to William Patterson, I was on the air there. I had a, a dance. Show. It was actually I played uh, all the old dance music and I called it Debbie's Dance Classics. It was on William Patterson radio. That's where I kind of got my start, you know, and I had fun with that. But then I ended up in traffic, which worked out great after I interned at a WABC talk radio. You know, so it kind of worked out. I, I met um, somebody named Joe Nolan and things kind of fell into place. And I was able to uh, make the connection and, and end up in the traffic uh, world. And it's been really great to me. So I can't complain at all. Now I work with Joe Piscopo every morning. So it's pretty cool. Well, we'll definitely get to that. I don't want to bypass like traffic thing. I mean... You might think I'm joking, but I actually find that very interesting uh, and fascinating. And I wouldn't thought how, you know, being told the traffic, I'm trying to think of like how it could correlate to the spiritual life, because obviously I'm a Catholic priest. This is a Catholic podcast. Right. And I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. there's something to somebody like letting us know what the traffic out there is like to like wishing that like we had like, you know, a traffic person of the soul, you know, or oh. of the, the spirit, not to get too deep. But I was like kind of thinking about that in my prayer, like, hmm, there's there's something to that, you know. So but yeah. I'm very interested. How did how did you get involved in traffic? Um, when I interned um, at WABC radio, I interned for the Rush Limbaugh talk radio show because I like talk radio. And um, I ended up meeting a guy named Joe Nolan who worked in the traffic department. And I kind of followed him around and asked him a lot of questions. 
And then uh, I asked if I could meet the boss at the traffic department. I had actually met him at a Christmas party and I was like, hmm, this is a good connection. So I just was kind of persistent and called him week after week, week after week. I was very persistent. And then um, I was finally able to get an interview months later. And then through that, I ended up um, being hired as a part-time, not not on the air, but as a producer to produce traffic. And, you know, from there, I ended up flying in our little planes that we used to have many, many years ago, little Cessna 172s out of Caldwell Airport. So, oh, and by the way, I had my rosary beads with me in my pocket every single flight, Father. Every flight, my rosary beads were right in my pocket. So <laughs> I was just going to ask, how was that scary going up in those little planes? Uh, at first it was a little bit, I got a little disoriented the very first time because it was December when I first flew in the plane and it was dark out, you know, at this hour where I did the afternoons at that point. And I remember flying up and looking at the roads and saying, I have absolutely no idea what I'm looking at. And I said, to, I wasn't going to be on the air. I was reporting back to producers <laughs> at the time. I had no idea. And I said to the pilot, I said, what is, is that route three? Is that 46? Is that, I said, I am dizzy. And he said, well, if you don't feel well, just let me know. And I said, yeah, I will. I said, I'm fine. I've been to so many planes. And all of a sudden it got really hot in the plane. And I said, I don't feel well. And you know what? <laughs> I got sick on my uh, first flight. Oh, how oh my God. Wow. Were you on the air? No, no, we, I wasn't on the air at that point yet. I was still Did a you producer. still have to get on the air after you got sick though? No, no, no. I wasn't on the air at that point in my career. That was the beginning of my career. I was just reporting information back to our uh, producers. Oh, uh, you know, got that's it, when, got that's it. when okay. we had to use planes and and uh, you know, helicopters for all of these like jams. Now there are so many different ways to see where all of the you know the delays are. So uh, it's a little bit sure. easier now. Yeah. yeah so, but that was that was better. not. Yeah, that was not fun. And then I was so embarrassed. I said to the pilot, all right, I guess this is the end of my flying career. And he said, oh, no, 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 you'll be back tomorrow. And I said, oh, no, no, I can't. I can't. I just got sick. He goes, oh, you'll be fine. Just take a Dramamine. You'll get used to it. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. He said, Debbie, I'll see you tomorrow at 4 in the afternoon. And that's why I always, when I speak at career days, I always tell the kids, listen to the people that encourage you in life. Because that pilot encouraged me. And you know what? That helped me to have my, you know, to get my career. Uh, courage up to go back. And then I flew for the year that I had to fly for, you know, it was kind of part of the traffic world. You sometimes you have to fly for a year and produce for another year or two, you know, you pay your dues as they say, father Paul. Got know? it. Got mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're, you're a veteran air. though. You're no longer a rookie. You're a veteran. You're yeah. A veteran now I'm a veteran. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know? Now I'm almost embarrassed to tell people how long I've been doing it, but Hey, listen, it's an accomplishment, I guess. Right. <laughs> so who, who do you uh, tell the uh, traffic to? I know you just mentioned that you're with uh, the Joe Piscobo show in the morning, but uh, why don't you just tell the uh, audience uh, the different uh, networks that you uh, sure. uh, check in with. The company I work for is uh, called iHeartMedia, and I work in the total traffic division, and we have contracts with all different radio stations and TV stations. So most traffic reporters, we take care of several stations in the morning. So we'll be in our little traffic studios, and we'll punch up some buttons. We'll be on one station. We'll punch up another one, send a report. You know, So uh, I'm on five stations each morning, but my main station is with Joe Piscopo, AM 970. And um, you know, I have fun because I get to interact with Joe. Like he'll, when we go to the traffic, we don't just just go right to the traffic. I get to chit chat about the issues and it's kind of fun. And, oh yeah. And he loves to bring up Catholic issues a lot too. Like today he was saying, don't forget it's all saints day. Got to go to mass. I said, I know, I know it's a holy day of obligation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah. uh, That's so awesome that uh, yeah. two public 
people in media on a radio show, on a, on a secular radio show, are talking about the fact that you have to go to mass, that it's a holy day of obligation. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here. Uh, to me, that's fascinating. And thank you uh, and him for your public courage to even talk about that stuff on the air. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It's part of who we are. And you know how it is when you're brought up Catholic and you uh, I feel so blessed to be Catholic. I feel like it is such a blessing to have faith. Like, you know, Father Paul, we all go through tough times. Every single person. I don't care who you are. I don't care. Everybody does. And if I didn't have my faith to get me through the tough times, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. So um, I just feel like it's a blessing. So every once in a while when you can kind of like, you know, just kind of the only way you can really uh, show your faith is just by being you and like you do, you know, with the joy that comes through from being part of the Catholic family. And um, it just comes through and you don't have to preach to anybody or say, go to church. You, you just, you're an example just by, you know, and I feel like that's what we have to do as Catholics. And I'm, I'm just, uh, I feel blessed to be part of the Catholic family. Amen. And that's what it is. It, it really is a family. And you're talking about the, you know, the joy and the living joy. And uh, that is certainly something that I'm trying to do. That's uh, the reason why I'm, I'm doing this podcast. It's the reason why I'm doing silly social media videos. It's the reason why I'm doing some stand up comedy, exactly what you're talking about and also what you're living. And I've, I've heard you and Joe uh, uh, that, that those times when you, you know, he doesn't just have you come on for the traffic, like you said, and you kind of go back and forth, joke a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's also one of my favorite parts because that's when you mentioned my name on the air. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but you know, you, you guys are living joy and there's comedy involved. And, you know, Catholicism isn't meant to be a dry, rigid, cold religion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's meant to be a, a religion of 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 true life and of joy and of love. And of course, the, you know, there's you know rules there or dogmas and doctrines. But all of that is at the service of life and love and joy and peace and all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. it's so great to be able to to talk to, uh, I would say, another entertainer or somebody. Else. I mean, I'm an amateur, but, you know, that is on the air every day. Uh, but also has the joy uh, that you have uh, um, and Mr. Piscopo. So thank you so much. Thanks. And I, and that's why I support Catholic Charities so much. I love the work that they do to help people in need. And, you know, I always say as Catholics and of so many other faiths, there are so many uh, other faiths that are absolutely the same and wonderful and giving back. And, uh, you know, I think when you're connected to your faith, you know, uh, you know, when you when you go to these events like Catholic Charities, it's very rewarding. You know, it's not just a dinner. You're you're part of it. You know, you're part of the, uh, you know, you know the connection to help other people, and it's a great feeling. How did you get involved with all these different Catholic Charity events? Well, Catholic Charities, I've only emceed a couple of years in a row. Uh, my friend Nadine, she um, she has a group called uh, an organization called Nissan's Place, and. Uh, she has a son with autism and she has a group to help inner city kids with autism. And she's absolutely amazing. Nadine, I just I admire her so much. She um, has a friend that works with Catholic Charities and they needed an MC because the MC that they had had a few years ago wasn't able to help anymore. So somehow my name got thrown into the ring and they called me and I said, I always say yes. When I, when I, something with the Catholic Church, I'm very happy to help. So, uh, yeah, and then, um, so that's one of the, the charities I help with. And I also help out with a, a couple of others, too, that have, uh, 
you know, connections to help others, you know, like good counsel homes, which I really feel very close to. They help unwed moms and their babies. And I do a lot of parish outreach where I speak at, um, I'll speak at all the masses at a particular church for that weekend. And we'll do either a second collection or something like that. And then the money goes to good counsel homes. They have four homes for unwed moms and their babies. And it's just, yeah, there's such a great support system there. And I love that it's, it uh, it's faith based, you know. Every the four homes, they all have a chapel, and uh, you know, faith is encouraged. And you know, again, these young girls are in a crisis situation. So, what other way to help them is to help them also with their faith, you know, to help them through that difficult time, you know. Absolutely, I mean, that's living it because a lot of us can talk about, you know, um, in in this particular area about, you know. We, we talk a lot about life and choosing life and, you know, this and that. But here you are actually involved in helping women, helping uh, unwed pregnant uh, women um, and the, the people like uh, Good Counsel Homes. And also I know there's uh, several, several sources. sources. Yes, that, yes. I emptied their event too last week. They're phenomenal as well. Several sources in Bergen County. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was mm-hmm. even a I believe a movie made about several sources a couple mm. of years ago called Give Me Shelter. Yes. Uh, and it starred Rosario Dawson and even mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. I mean, like, you know, and even James Earl Jones. I mean, Darth Vader himself. Wow. He played, he played a Catholic priest uh, sur- uh, surrounded around the whole how several sources got started and the story mm-hmm. of Kathy DeFiore and helping these uh, pregnant mothers. So uh, it, and it was actually it's a beautiful movie. But I I don't know if I told you this yet. But I was actually at a parish for about a year and a half where on the property was one of the several sources home in Washington Township. Oh, Washington Township. Yes, yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have one in Ramsey where I, I ended up being in Ramsey at St. Paul's and Ramsey for six yes. years. Beautiful and they parish. Have, they have one there, too. They have a several sources in Ramsey, and they have one that they had one, I think, just maybe in the past year or two, not anymore, a house. So I was blessed enough to be in two different parishes in the same town of two different several sources. Wow. Home. Wow. So, yeah, it was a, a real beautiful experience, and uh, it, it's so... I mean, and now you're saying like these are things that you do uh, and to help these same charities and uh, and I mean, talk about the signs of the times and and what's needed right now. This is needed probably now more than ever. Yeah. And I love the fact that the um, the homes, they offer so much support for the girls for education, um, good counsel and several sources, you know, helping with them with their education to get to the next step so that they can have a stable life with their child. And that's that's all part of, you know. Um, you know, those steps for independence for them. And uh, I just love that that's all uh, that's all like wrapped up into uh, one big package with both of those homes are absolutely amazing. Uh, Good Counsel has four homes and I know, I believe several sources has two now, but um, but they're both just absolutely amazing organizations. Oh, um, they they truly are. Have you always been um, involved in your faith? Have you always been a person of faith? Like uh, myself, for starters, I wasn't always. And then I had kind of like a a come to Jesus type moment. Uh, Are you comfortable sharing any of that? You know what? I think it was just the fact the way I was brought up. Um, I'm the oldest of five. And um, my parents, um, we always went to Catholic school. I went to Our Lady Visitation in Paramus and then St. Anthony's in Butler. 
through the, you know, second to eighth grade, St. Anthony's, and then DePaul Catholic High School in Wayne. And I think it's just, uh, it was always just part of our family life. We went to mass every Sunday as a family, and it was just part of who we were. And I think having parents that are an amazing example is a blessing. Like my parents are, are filled with faith. And I feel like that's a gift as well, you know, because um, when you see them go through a hard time and they lean on their faith and even my grandmother, who is, I was born in England. So my mother's side of the family is English. My grandfather was a minister for the Church of England. So my mother was brought up, you know, the Church of England. And my father was brought up very, very Catholic. Um, you know, his mother was Irish Catholic. She was a Cronin. And um, and they would pray the rosary every day, the family, and how important it was. So my grandmothers, both of my grandmothers had a big influence on me. And of course, they both ha had so much faith. And um, my grandma, Duhame, she, uh, who was originally a Cronin, she would always encourage us, pray the rosary. Don't forget how important it is to pray the rosary. And we're like, Grandma, but we go to Mass every Sunday. Oh, no, you've got to pray the rosary. The Blessed Mother needs to hear from you as well. And we're like, okay, okay. And you know what? It's true. It's amazing how, like, by her example, how you feel that connection and how important it is, you know? And my other grandma, even though she wasn't Catholic, she she would always go to her services and always give back to the community. She lived in Enfield, North London. And um, she and my grandfather did so much for the community. My grandfather unfortunately passed away young. Um, but, um, you know, he actually even before I was born, but his legacy lives on through my mom and, you know, her example and her faith. And my mother ended up becoming Catholic. She was a Catholic convert to, she wanted to raise us, you know, my father wanted us to be raised Catholic. And then my mother said, sure, it's, it's so close to the Church of England. And so that's why we ended up being raised Catholic. But I said that strong faith from both sides. So I really feel lucky. Wow. So you were, you were born in England. Yes, I was born in an American Air Force hospital in England. My mother is English. My father is American, obviously. My father's from Bergen County. <laughs> and, and they met over there. Yeah, they met over there. And my dad was in the service. Yes. So, and that was it. And I was uh, I was born there. And uh, my brothers and sisters were all born here in the States because I, I was here. I came back here when I was a baby to the United States. So, um, oh, and on my first flight over to the United States. I got sick then too. So I guess, you know, <laughs> my mother said I greeted my grandparents after I just got sick. I said, oh, geez, uh, I couldn't have waited right till later to get sick. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you what, if we ever travel together, I hope you have a couple of those doggy bags with you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm fine now, Father. I'm fine now. <laughs> How'd you do on the flight to uh, I saw uh, on uh, social media that you uh, just got back from uh, what seemed like an amazing trip to Italy. Yeah, I was in Italy with um, actually with the Perillo tour with the Joe Piscopo show. It was an 11 day tour. It was absolutely amazing. You know, uh, there were three days in Rome. So we went to the Vatican, um, you know, it, just to see the Sistine Chapel and all the beauty there. And I got to visit a friend of mine, Sister Ascenzo, who is the head of the Sisters Filippini, which are their teaching nuns. They teach around the world. And uh, she lives in Rome. So my friend Debbie and I, we took a cab over to the convent and we had a beautiful afternoon with the sisters there just to say hello. And, um, and then, then we ended up uh, going up to Sorrento, the island of Capri. Uh, we were in Venice. We were with 64 people, Father. So this was fun. Um, we were in Venice. We were in, um, we even went to uh, um, Florence. It was, it was just beautiful. I mean, it was, it was a whirlwind, but it was just uh, really, really fantastic. That, that's amazing. And we, I think we kind of just miss each other because I was there over the summer. 
Um, Some of the same exact places that you just mentioned. I mean, obviously, the two that stand out is uh, Rome and Sorrento. I was just there in August. And what? You just went in September, right? Yeah, the end of September to the beginning of October. Yeah. But it's it's a magical place, isn't it, Father? Unbelievable. Was that your first time? No, I've been there before. And uh, I would like to go back. I just, I I love Italy. The people are amazingly wonderful. I mean, every restaurant, they're they're just very, very kind people, you know? Absolutely. I would go back. And I mean, I've been there a a couple of times. This is my first time going anywhere really outside of Rome. So Uh the whole going to Sorrento, we didn't do Capri, uh, but we did do um, the uh, Amalfi. Yeah, the Amalfi Coast. And Positano. So we went to those two towns. Oh, that's awesome. um, Yeah, and then we went up to Tuscany. Toscana. Toscana, yeah. Beautiful. You went somewhere. Oh, yeah. Did you go to, is it pronounced Petra Lucina? Yes, uh, the home of Padre Pio. That was on the favorite saint. Oh, he's amazing. Pray hope, don't worry. Pray hope, don't worry. As a matter of fact, we were there on the Sunday, so we got to um, go to Mass right there uh, at the the Shrine of Padre Pio. And there's a beautiful, beautiful church there. And at the end of Mass, like we were saying, the priest even looked like Padre Pio. And uh, Joe (laughs) Piscopo said to him, he goes, you look like Padre Pio. You know, and he was very honored when he said that. He really did. I mean, it it could have been actually him because he does still make appearances from time to time. Oh, maybe it was him. I don't know. But I'll tell you, it did look like him. It was amazing. Even the Mass was in Italian. I didn't understand it. I loved it. It was just a, it was a really, really nice Mass. And, you know, it was uh, just, uh, it was really, that was a great place to be on a Sunday, you know, when you're uh, on a trip to Italy and end up there on a Sunday. It was perfect timing. You know? I'm beyond jealous, beyond <laughs> jealous, that man. But I will tell you, though, a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, at the Cathedral Basilica uh, for the Archdiocese of Newark, that of which I, I am a priest, yes. they had the, the relics of Padre Pio there. Right. Uh, and uh, they had a big mass. The Cardinal was there. I even saw Joe Piscopo was yes. there. Yes. But the highlight for me was... I got to meet a priest who for one year, the last year of Padre Spiel life was his secretary. He was his secretary in charge of his mail. Wow. So I got to speak to and receive a blessing from a man who, who lived and breathed and worked for Padre Pio. That to me was outstanding. That is special. What a connection. See, you've yeah. got, so now Padre P is, I'm sure, looking over you. That's oh, he awesome. has been. He has been for a long time now, about 20, 22 years. So that's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. So, uh, well, I'm glad you got back safe with no problems on the airplane. No, so everything was everything good was good. Everything was fine. It was uh, everything. <laughs> the flights there and back were just fine. No problem. Not even a delay, which was great. You know, <laughs> what, what parish do you belong to uh, at, at home? I belong to St. Anthony's in Butler, and um, yeah, I uh, so I've been belong there for so for so many years because I went to grammar school there, and I always stayed in the area because I didn't want to move too far away from my parents. Uh, I had my son kind of young, and my parents really helped me a lot with my son, you know, and then. All of a sudden, my son grew up and went away. You know, he moved. He's not far away. Believe me, he's close. But I was like, I don't want to live too far away from my mom and dad. So I live a mile from my mom and dad. I don't like to be too far. You know, I'm, you know, I like to be close to them. I, you know, so, uh, so I stayed in the same general area where I grew up, which is really kind of cool. 
Oh my gosh, that's awesome! And you're involved there, right? You told me. Uh... Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a well, I'm I'm a lector and a Eucharistic minister. So you know, when they need me, they put me on the schedule. I jump in, and if I can't be there, I'll call one of my fill-ins. Oh, could you fill in? I have to be here or there, you know, and I have to be at another place or something if I'm away. So uh, you know, we always, you know, as as every parish does with the lectors, people have to sometimes fill in for each other. <laughs> but but I am a, a lector, yeah, over there. So for many 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 years. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm not, unfortunately, a different diocese. I'm not as familiar with uh, that parish. Diocese or the, of Patterson. The, yeah, yeah. I, am. Yeah. I actually yeah, well, work in, so I'm a priest for the Archdiocese of Newark, but yes. I work in East Hanover. I'm a chaplain at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in right. East Hanover, right. which is in the Diocese of Patterson. Yes. But the cemetery itself is a Newark cemetery. So oh, okay. it's like a weird thing, like the, you know, the property, but, uh, but it's beautiful uh, uh, ministry. Do you have to uh, commute f much for work? Do you go into the city uh, for I go, traffic? Um, when I have, I have to fill in occasionally on channel seven when they need me, it's all part of, um, you know, what are the contracts we have? So uh, I do go to the city when I, um, when I'm reporting traffic on channel seven, um, so, which is, you know, it's, you know, several times a year, I have to hightail it in there and get there by 3 a.m., get get ready hair and makeup at 3 a.m. And we're on the air by 4.30 a.m. Oh so it's, a, it's always very, very early. But with radio, uh, our studios are in Rutherford, so I, I can get there by about quarter to five. So it's a little easier with radio. But um, whenever um, Channel 7 needs me, I'm very happy to jump in and help out. And uh, I've been a fill-in there for many, many years through the traffic company. It's, and it's a lot of fun, too. It's really fun that I can do both. I feel lucky that I can do both of them, you know. And then somebody does my radio when I have to cover on TV. So it kind of works out. Yep. I did you say that you're also on ESPN in the mornings? Yeah, that's one of the stations. I'm on with DPHO and Rothenberg in the morning. Um, so uh, they just have a few reports. So I don't have as much interaction with them. But I absolutely love it because I'm a sports fanatic. Are you so really? Oh, yes. Oh, what are yes. your teams? Well, I like the Jets first in football and the Giants second. And people say you can't like them both, but I do. Um, and from Jersey, come on. Yeah, I like both. But I, I grew up going to Jet games with my dad. And then... Um, then he got season tickets to the Giants. So then I started going to the Giants game. So it's all my dad's fault. I like both teams. <laughs> and then my son is a my son is a humongous Jets fan. So like I always lean toward the Jets as number one and then the Giants number two. And then in baseball, I am a diehard, crazy Met fan. You know, I don't oh. really I know you love the Yankees. I've yeah, seen your post and I do love Aaron Judge. And I do respect the Yankees, but I am a diehard Met fan. So I hope that you still like me, Father Paul. I well, you know, here's the thing: I do, and I I have to for this reason because my grandfather, my grandfather was a diehard Met fan, but it's it's kind of like, is the word an anomaly? Uh, anomaly, because so he had five children and ten grandchildren. Okay, mm -hmm. and every single one of them, all of his children and all of his children, Yankee fans. Really? But he is the diehard Met fan, the only Met fan in the family. I, I like don't know him. how it happened, but that's just the truth. So I do have to have some love and respect for you because my grandfather, who I love and respect, uh, was a diehard Met fan. Oh, uh, I like your grandfather. <laughs> I do regret, I have to say, I do regret never being able to go uh, to Shea Stadium. I will, I've been to City Field a couple times, but 
I never went to Shea before they uh, before they tore it down. So I, oh, I wow. definitely regret that. You know, the one stadium I really want to go to is um, Wrigley Field. I really want to see that. Yeah, me too. Cubs. I want to see that. That's that's really an old field. It's pretty yeah, cool. my, my buddies live out there, and it's going to happen someday. It's going to mm-hmm. happen someday mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, it's funny uh, what you said about the, the Jets and the Giants because – so I grew up a Giants fan, and my father mm-hmm. was a Giants fan, but because – season tickets for the jets were cheaper yes he had season tickets for the jets so it's almost the opposite i think you said you were jet fan but he had tickets to the giants well my dad used to always get tickets to the jets because he couldn't get tickets to the giants he was on the the waiting list yeah well he's on the waiting list for years then he finally got the tickets to the giants you know we had the seats up in heaven because they're really high yeah (laughs) yeah no tweets Totally. Yeah, yeah, really high up in heaven seats, but they, but uh, but it was so fun. I love, I love going to football games. It's so much fun. Yeah, you know, most people would probably be shocked even that I'm like talking about sports right now, and it's actually kind of appropriate because I am in a sports network media. I'm at Chop Sports uh, Network Media. This is where I I record and film my my podcast. But when I was a kid, when I was a young kid, I was really into sports, uh, right. very much so. Mm-hmm. I I I I guess I would say maybe starting halfway through high school. I started to get more involved with like, you know, the uh, the acting and the comedy and the the plays and the musicals and the stand up and stuff like that. But when I was a kid, I was diehard. I mean, I re- I love the Yankees. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. That was my dream. I mean, it's probably like, you know, so many people's dreams. So um, but I, I had to say that because, you know, some of my friends are gonna be like, what do you what do you mean you talk about sports? Well, when I was a kid, I was like, I was really into sports. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. now I kind of say that, like, you know, the Academy Awards are like my Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> um, because I love the the, the movies uh, yes. and everything like that. Yeah, that's um, cool too. Yep. So I'm well speaking about comedy and acting. So out of all, you're most involved in the Cho, the, the Joe Piscopo show. Okay, I would think all people, at least most people listening right now, know who Joe Piscopo is, actor, comedian. I would say probably most known, at least where uh, he got his start uh, uh, um, on Saturday Night Live back in the early '80s. Uh, him and uh, Eddie Murphy definitely mm-hmm. uh, saved that show. So. What is that like to be very involved with his show? And you're, you're not only on the air and, and, and you know, say traffic, but you went to Italy with him and you're always going to these events. So uh, can you speak to that at all? Oh, yeah. The um, the Perillo tour was kind of like, um, you know, if I wanted to go, I, you know, I wasn't anything mandatory. And I love it because we get to meet all the listeners that, that go. And there's always a nice group of listeners. And it's just it, it's just a really great connection. And plus, when you travel, it's fun for me traveling with a lot of people because you make all these great memories, you know, and you never forget that. It's just always with you. And it's fun being with uh, Joe's show because. Um, you know, because then we talk about it on the air when we get back and we say, oh, remember that night when you performed, Joe, for everybody? Uh, uh, do you remember when we all were walking around Pompeii and and all of a sudden it was so hot and you're like, OK, all right, this is this is done yet. <laughs> we were laughing, <laughs> you know, because it was getting so hot as you're walking around. And it was oh, so you just make all these great memories and, uh, you know, you go to all these cool little restaurants with different people and uh but was, uh, I like that part of it. And then with uh, Joe's show, sometimes we have a live broadcast, like maybe at a college and 
um, then somebody will cover my other radio stations, one of the other traffic reporters, and I'll just be with the Piscopo show for that particular morning. And we do a live show and then I have get to have more interaction with the uh, with the, the guys and Al Gatulo is our news guy and a guy named Joseph Belia is our producer. So we have a really fun time in the morning, even though I'm not at their studio because I'm in Rutherford at the traffic studios. I press a button and um, it's like I'm there because I hear them in my headphones, you know. And, yeah, you um, definitely fooled me because I thought you were right there. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. You know, they're they're in the city, you know, and uh, I'm in the traffic studios. But that that's kind of the magic of radio, right? So it's kind of really fun. Yeah, so. I met both of you at the same event, uh, as we was, uh, talked about earlier at uh, Catholic Charities. And I got to tell you, I, um, I met him first. I met him before I met you. I met you towards the end of the night, although I did see you the whole time because mm-hmm. you were the MC. And I, I met him and, you know, I'm with uh, Catholic Cemeteries and he was talking to Catholic Cemeteries and kind of like joking, like, hey, I got to get a plot, you know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. And then my, I didn't know if I should say anything, but my boss says to him, Hey, you know, Father Paul's a stand up. And I like kind of froze because Joe looked at me like, like, really? And I'm like, well, I'm not like, re- like I'm like the amateur of all amateurs, you know? So, but yeah, I did tell him. And thank God he didn't say, like, well, what, you know, tell me some of your material right now because I would have totally choked. I mean, I'm talking to Joe Piscopo, you know, just going through, you know, in, in my mind, the movies that he's been in and the, the different SNL uh, skits that he's been in, especially some with, uh, with Eddie Murphy. But it was a super, it was like really a treat. And then I remember meeting you specifically and I remember making you laugh. Oh, and yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, you right from away. a hole in the wall, but <laughs> I remember making you laugh and you were so nice. Like, oh, I would love to you know, go to one of your masses. And I think we exchanged some yes. information yes. knowing no idea that you would mention my name on the air the next day. So I, I think I reached out to you to, to thank you. But it was, it was such a, a fun night. There we were at a... Catholic event. This is what I, I want people to take away from this um, from this interview, uh, amongst other things. We're at this Catholic event for a Catholic charity, and there was a lot of laughter, a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. you emceed the, the, the night. You had great personality. Joe Piscopo got up at some point. He started doing crowd work. Everybody was laughing. You know, here we are at a you know an event for Catholic charity. Somebody, oh, you want to go to a fundraiser for Catholic charities? Like, you know, that might sound you know so boring and yet it was a great night it was so beautiful and when joe was uh speaking and making some jokes i would look at cardinal tobin and he was rolling laughing and i said oh that's a good sign cardinal (laughs) tobin's laughing he was just enjoying you know joe it was really fun oh that's great that was was now i just have to get working on making the cardinal laugh like he did so yeah i I could do that 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 would be a victory you know what i mean (laughs) i'd be i i would would be terrified if he came to one i'd probably be more nervous if the cardinal came to one of my shows than if joe piscobota came to one of my shows but no I've got to get to one of your shows myself one of these days and I'm one of your masses as well. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, thank you th- so much. And I, I do look forward to uh, spending, you know, getting to know you better uh, and to seeing you at, at more events. And I, uh, I'm just so thankful. Uh, you definitely put uh, a lot of smiles on my heart, uh, not just that night and not just hearing that you said my name on the air, but in the different uh, correspondence uh, on whether it's been on Instagram or Messenger and just the encouragement that you have given me because I am, you know, I'm trying to work outside of the box. You know, I am a Catholic mm-hmm. priest, but I do these, you know, these silly videos and do stand up and 
and you've been like very supportive and yeah. I, you know i didn't know you well but the fact that you're somebody in the entertainment world in broadcasting in media that meant that means more to me than you probably know so uh and the fact that you said yes to be on this uh really excited me so thank oh, you so great. much and by the way i saw that you got an award for uh, working with the youth and making and uh making such a difference with the young people so i thought that was absolutely fantastic it, it came out of left field i was shocked it's great shocked dumbfounded it was yeah uh, that thank you very much i i am receiving an award from the uh Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry from the Archdiocese of Newark. Uh, it's uh, an award that goes to a clergy member that is, you know, devoted, you know, mm -hmm. time to the youth. And mm -hmm. it's basically for my work with youth and young adult ministry. It's funny that it took me to become a cemetery chaplain to get that award. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's working. You know, no, but uh, I'm very grateful to that office and to Rich Donovan. And uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's coming up. I thought up that was a... great when I saw that. I said, oh, this is great. You oh, know, that I... you're making an impact. I mean, uh, on the next generation, it's just so that's so that's what we have to do. Right. In our own special ways, you know. And so are you. And I hope that people that are listening to this that might be involved in media or broadcasting and maybe are afraid to talk about their faith. I hope that the fact that you do, um, that Joe Piscopo does, that this uh, will give them courage. Because I know people privately come to me. I know of people. So I hope that they're listening. Um, and uh, I just want to thank you uh, for what you do. And, um, and I think this was a great interview. And I can't wait for people to hear it. Oh, thanks, Father Paul. This has been a pleasure. Is there anything at all? I didn't ask you this beforehand, but is there anything that you want to plug or mention at all? Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> no, I, I know, think I mentioned, I mentioned I mentioned the charities. Yep. Like if anybody's interested in uh, learning more about Good Council Homes, it's goodcouncilhomes.org. And uh, they... Um, and uh, like I said, I do parish outreach. If there is anybody that is involved with their particular um, parish and they wouldn't mind having a speaker, you know, I'd be happy to go and speak to the congregation and, um, you know, just let them know more about Good Council Homes. And then, like I said, we usually do a second donation. The money goes right to the charity, of course, 100 percent goes right to the charity. So um, and that's to keep the four homes that they have running. And Chris Bell started Good Council Homes along, you know, many years ago in 19 um, in the 1980s. And uh, he used to uh, work at Covenant House in New York City and he saw a need for these young women that were pregnant that had nowhere to turn. They were kind of in a crisis pregnancy. And that's when Good Council Homes started, you know, way back in the day, like 30 something years ago. So it's amazing how many moms and babies they've helped through the years. So, you know, if you want to check out that charity, it's a great charity. Okay, absolutely. Thank you very much. Please check that out. Please look into it. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on to A Holy Mess with His Holy Mess Father Paul podcast. And uh, I look forward to seeing and getting together with you sometime soon. Definitely. Thanks, Father Paul. Debbie Duhame, everybody. All right. That is my interview with Debbie Duhame. I hope you enjoyed it. Please uh, support the charity, the Good Council Homes that she was talking about. And I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to thank you all for the positive reviews that you've been giving me. Do me a favor. If you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Rate, review, and share. And you could also find uh, me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, Father Paul Hulis. I'm the comic priest on TikTok. 
and then you just type in my names because uh, I also like to do these uh, funny videos and and all that type of stuff. So, uh, Dave, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can follow Chop Sports Media at Chop Sports Media, and you can also check out our website uh, where Father Paul's doing this whole thing. You can rent out our uh, our sound rooms, our audio rooms, video rooms at ChopSportsMedia.com. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to plug. Hey, absolutely, and thank you for what you're doing. All right, everybody, uh, have a great week. Next week, we're going to have Dr. Christopher West. Stay tuned.